0: In a world full of movie trailers, one podcast breaks them down. This is Trailer
1: Breakdown.
0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the newest show on the Random Chatter Podcast Network. Welcome to Trailer Breakdown. I'm Eric, I'm your host, along with my two co-hosts. We have Lou and Tim. Hey, everybody. Lou, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I said tonight. It's tonight for me. We're recording this Friday morning, and it's the end. I work in night shift, so I'm going to bed soon. But I guess it's morning for you guys, so hopefully you guys have 9 a.m. had a.m. coffee. Yeah, it is.
1: It's bright outside. I can see the sky. Yeah. Eric's not podcasting from a deep, dark cave. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I, it's weird. There's a light coming in from outdoors, and it's weird. I'm not used to this.
2: No, I still have torrential downpour over here.
0: Ah, I'm sorry to hear that. Tim, how are you doing uh, aside from your rainstorm?
2: Uh, I'm doing very well. It's, right. a, uh, it's a great Friday morning so far.
0: All Friday mornings are great. Sure. I don't know. By nice Saturday. I don't know that I believe it. Yeah, Saturday is probably better just trying to be optimistic because I'm excited because this is a project that we've been trying to get off the ground for quite a while. Now Um, we've been holding off on it for the right moment to launch it. And I, I think that this is the perfect time. So let us introduce you to what trailer breakdown is and what we're going to cover in the upcoming episodes. And then we are going to jump into some content in this episode as well. So we all watch movie trailers. If you don't, Well, this is probably a good time to duck out. But most of us watch movie trailers. It gives us an idea of what to look forward to, what kind of movies to get excited about, what might be worth the cost of a movie ticket to go see it in the theater and what might be worth waiting for streaming or DVD or something like that. And movie tickets are not cheap. So it's important to be able to get an accurate expectation of whether or not this is going to be a movie you are interested in seeing in the theaters before you go. And that's one of the things that we are going to do with you. We have a selection of movie trailers. Hopefully you will have watched it before you listen to this episode. If not, we are going to include links to the trailers in the show notes each episode. And we are going to, Watch the trailers, give an idea of whether or not the trailers hook us, whether the trailers make us interested in seeing the movie, whether we feel like maybe they fall kind of flat and uh, we're we're just going to kind of take them apart that way. We're, We're typically going to focus on two trailers per episode. Now, this first episode is going to be a little bit different because we are also introducing the show and talking a little bit about the show format and such. But going forward, we are going to have probably two trailers per episode. Our focus is going to try to be on a, a primary, very prominent movie coming up. And then we're we're also going to maybe get into something that's a little bit more of a deep cut, something that might not be on your radar and hopefully expose you to some films that you might not otherwise be considering. We are also, from time to time, going to be covering trailers for upcoming seasons of streaming television shows or new projects. Uh, For example, had the timing worked out correctly, we might have covered the final Game of Thrones season. Or uh, we might still talk about the teaser that came out for HBO's The Watchmen and talk about whether or not that makes us interested in the project. So it's not just going to be movies, but it is primarily going to focus on movies and uh, theatrical
2: releases. So I I think also, Eric, you're missing one real important category. And that is uh, that sometimes you might just cover some really ridiculous ones. Oh, yes. We would never do that. Not, Not even for any measure of, of, cinema value, but just because they are so ridiculous, I've got one in mind already. There
1: you go. You know, one thing that we probably should discuss this on the behind the curtain episode we recorded before this, but Mm -hmm. at some points it might be fun to go back and look at trailers that, yes, you know, didn't provide what we thought we're going to get or, you know, kind of almost like a, like a Monday morning quarterback, Okay. um, Looking at what happened to that trailer, what did, you know, that wasn't even in the movie type thing. That is an excellent idea. I think we should do like a trailer flashback sort of thing. Yeah, I like that name,
0: yeah. Yeah, we'll call it the trailer hitch because it's like when you pitch a trailer. (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, I think that it would be interesting to see because there have been many movies where the trailer sold you something that was completely different from the end product. And it might be nice to go back and look at, at, uh, whether it succeeded or not. Like it's one thing to talk about what's coming up, but every now and then it might be good to say, Hey, did it sell it properly? Was it as good as we had predicted? And maybe even going back and looking at some older movie trailers. I know that sometimes people have never seen the original star Wars trailers and the first star Wars trailer was kind of crappy. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So, there's a huge difference in trailers from that era versus now. I mean, yeah. what's acceptable now is is much different than what was acceptable back then.
0: And I think even going back to to some of the older '80s and '90s movies and mm-hmm. showing the trailers and then talking about um, mm.
1: whether and, and, that and what made them work well. You know, like we talk about what hooked you. Did it bring you into the theater? Yeah. You know, think back to some of the trailers we've seen over the years for things like you know Alien or you know right. Did those work? Yeah. Why did they Why did they bring you in? Man. Yeah. yeah. And some and movies course, that were legitimately movies, good
0: movies, but the trailer sold us on something that was completely different. Like I, Dark City yeah. is one of my favorite movies of all time, but it sold it like it was an action sci-fi movie and it was not at all. And so it kind of bombed at the box office, even though the movie is still worth seeing. So there are a lot of times where the, the trailers have tried to catch that marketing to get people in the seats opening weekend, even though the trailer was completely deceptive. But yet the movie was still worthy it just it wasn't what the trailer gave us sure
2: and now for big movies we're getting two usually three now major trailers yeah along with tv spots and that kind of stuff so i I think that there are um, there's some opportunities where you know if we have a, a, a slow week for trailers that we can dive into a whole lot of different things yeah and and talk about some some things that occurred in the past and and yeah. Well and that I know good. that um there are some movies where the, the trailer or
0: the teaser sometimes doesn't really hook you and then the second trailer then you get hooked. Um this mm-hmm. recent Spider-Man trailer is one that comes to mind I liked the first one but I loved the second mm-hmm. one. And that's another topic too the second Spider-Man trailer spoils another movie that's only in its second week at the box office that's something that's never really happened before. So I think that's something else we're going to touch upon a little bit. Uh, a bit of a preview. We are going to be discussing Spider-Man Far From Home in our next episode. So uh, that's going to be our big trailer for next week. But this week, I think we want to, given our, our background and our histories and podcasting, I think it's appropriate that we start with Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little independent film, kind of a a series of of space movies, kind of kind of a, ri- a cheap rip off of like Flash Gordon stuff. They tried to serialize <laughs> it and make it all like episodic and stuff. I don't know, it's some nuts. even likes that stuff. No, it's not really. going to do well. I mean, who watches Flash Gordon? Really? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know whether it's going to be successful or not, but. Uh, so anyway, that's what we're going to talk about this episode. Like I said, normally we're going to have two. Is there anything else we want to talk about as far as introducing the podcast before we jump into this trailer? No, we're I don't good. I think so. All right. No, I think we're good. Like any podcast on the Random Chatter Network, we are going to reassess as we go along and, and we're going to base a lot of things on feedback that we get from you. So as you are listening to the episodes going forward, feel free to contact us. Okay, we're on Twitter as uh, just under Random Chatter. That's the Random Chatter Network Twitter feed. You are going to be able to email us at trailerbreakdown at randomchatter.com or tbd at com. Either of those addresses will work. And of course, you can find us in Discord. We do have a Discord server for the Random Chatter Network. We have separate channels for each show on the network. And I can tell you right now that we will probably be posting links to a lot of movie trailers in our Trailer Breakdown channel there. So if you would like to join, it is free. Go to randomchatter.com slash Discord. We do have uh, many, many, many other channels that we have opened up as a, a gift to the people who have helped donate to support the Random Chatter Network. We have a lot of people. They just donate $1 a month through Patreon, randomchatter.com slash Patreon. And then uh, as a way to give something back to them, we've opened up just a crapload of other channels, uh, spoiler channels, Star Wars channels, television channels, movies. There's all kinds of different topics there. But you can go there right now for free and talk about this show and any of the, the trailers that we're going to be discussing on the show. If there's a trailer you want to have us cover, post it there as well. Okay, so let's talk Star Wars Episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. We got the teaser trailer at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. This is about maybe two minutes long. Now, this is not going to be something like what we do on the Outer Rim or on Echo Base, where we break it down frame by frame. That's a different approach to the Star Wars trailers for this show. Really, we're just talking about does this excite us? Does it hook us? Does it get us interested in seeing episode nine. And I think that what's most relevant about this trailer in this movie coming up is some of the controversial opinions about episode seven and eight. And it's almost revisiting what we saw happen with the prequels when the prequels came out. And uh, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the history of getting excited for star Wars movies as they're coming up. What your experiences have been? Are you looking forward to episode nine? Is it tainted at all by your opinions of episode eight, or of Star Wars movies in general? I know Solo still has some people kind of skeptical about Star Wars as a franchise right now. Where do you guys sit theatrically, so to speak, as Star Wars fans right now, Lou? What do you think?
1: You know, I I am. I've got an open mind. Um, you know, okay. I, I have not been as critical of the the sequel trilogy as some people have. I mean, I kind of look at it like these are still gifts we're getting that we never expected to get. So I'm happy yeah. that we're getting movies, you know. Um, are they exactly what I want? No. But, you know, it's Star Wars and it's fun and I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see the... The wrap up, as they say, of the saga, I I don't know if we're going to get closure and everything we want to get closure on, but you know, that's kind of where I am. Okay. Tim, what about you?
2: I, I am, I I'm kind of in agreement with Lou on this. I'm pretty open on all of this. I am excited to see what is yet to come and You know, I don't know that everyone can be expected to be at, you know, 100% for everything. Yeah. So when you have an entire franchise out there, there's stuff that you're going to like. There's stuff that just simply isn't going to resonate with you as much. There might even be some stuff that you simply don't like or you're not into. And I think that's all cool. That's all acceptable. That's fine. (sighs) Like what you want. And, and if something doesn't really do it for you, then move on. Um, this trailer in particular, and I know we're going to get a lot more into it, mm-hmm. excites me for wrapping things up. And obviously, it has a lot of callbacks to other parts of the saga, which I think is just a cool way to wrap things up. Um, on behind the curtain, we were just talking about Avengers Endgame, and it's kind of almost the same type of thing where Avengers Endgame pulls together eleven years in twenty-two movies. And I don't know, I don't think, I, I don't have exactly that expectation of episode nine, but I do expect that it is going to pull some things together from the past.
0: Yeah. Now we have to keep in mind Star Wars is primarily a fantasy movie and not so much sci-fi, not so much uh, comic book hero. I mean, we've, we've kind of been following the Avengers characters through a short period of time, whereas with Star Wars, we're covering three generations worth of characters and storylines. But yeah, I think in a a similar yet different sort of way, this is something where uh, hopefully we're going to get a lot of closure and feel the same level of fulfillment that a lot of people are saying that they felt with Endgame. Now, Mm. I'm, I'm listening to you guys, not so much even just what you're saying, but the way you're saying it. And it just struck me all of a sudden, thinking back to... 1999's release of The Phantom Menace and the excitement that people had for that teaser trailer, which by the way, I still say is one of the best teasers ever released. I'm really, as much as I'm not that much into The Phantom Menace as a film, I'm really impressed with that teaser and the way it was cut and the content and everything. But people were super excited for a long time about that. And now with this, it's, they're very guarded. It's like, well, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's going to wrap things up well, and I'm excited for what I hope we're going to see. Whereas, you know, back in whenever it came out, uh, 98, probably 99, I, I know the movie came out in 99. I'm trying to think of when the teaser came out, probably 98 people were like, oh my gosh, we're
1: getting more Star Wars, and stuff. Like the, the energy level oh, yeah. for the excitement was yeah. much higher. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about it, though, I mean, and that was the movie that kind of started this whole, you know, anticipation, um, you know, overhyping, you know, the the Phantom Menace Syndrome. I mean, that's why it's called that. I mean, I I just want to be fair.
0: This isn't me like taking credit for for coining pms phantom menace syndrome but i want to be clear people are nobody's calling that it that except like the
1: handful of us unfortunately my skills in coining
0: phrases and in them going (laughs)
1: viral is is not that good but right but i mean but when you think about though i mean that that was the first movie that really had this hype that no movie could ever possibly live up to yeah and and now i think we're seeing the same thing but even on a bigger scale because people are more vocal on the internet these days than they were back in 99. People are, you know, there's so many more outlets. There's stuff goes around the world in a, in a heartbeat because somebody makes a comment about something and everybody picks up on it. And now it's like, Oh my God, did you see what they're doing in this new trailer? Yeah. And, And it's like, wow. You know, it's like, you know, so I, when I say my thoughts of going to see episode nine, I'm almost kind of tempering it with a little bit of a, no, just, you know, Relax, <laughs> calm yeah. down. I'm not that excited because I don't want to be that excited. I don't, I don't want to fuel the fire anymore to get people more fired up about, well, they're not going to do this or they're not going to do that. And say, so, well, right, well, let's just see what we get.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting too, because to me, this is going to be a bit of an experiment with trailer breakdown as a show. I I wonder how much things have changed recently in how we prepare our expectations for movies because you do have the the bar set impossibly high when Phantom Menace came out. And then we did it all over again with episode seven. And yet we do it with the Avengers movies and setting the bar for our expectations so high, they succeeded in reaching that apparently. Though, you know, Captain uh, Marvel-
1: I think it's different though.
0: It, well, it is different, but, but that's kind of what I want to explore as a bit of an experiment with trailer breakdown. Um, Not that I'm trying to get that deep into it. This is going to be kind of a, a fun, more superficial, casual show. But I think that if you sure, dig sure. a little deeper underneath it, it's going to be interesting to see about how our expectations uh, are changed by the trailers and how that affects our enjoyment of different films going forward. And and I kind of want to explore that a little bit. I think it's, it's fascinating to me how we set ourselves up for, well, um, for okay, failure sometimes. Let's take a step back Sometimes then for over a second.
1: Mm-hmm. and let's just okay so the purpose of a trailer is to do what it's to get your butt in the seat at a theater right yeah it's to, to get your money right exactly yeah. so you know and there's two types of movies out there that that are doing different things with trailers so episode nine is this trailer going to put more people in a seat that would have never you know didn't know about the movie didn't know anything oh oh i'll go see that yeah you know Whereas something totally new comes out and we put a trailer out there and now you know nothing about the franchise, nothing about what's coming out. Maybe it's not even a franchise. That trailer has got to capture your imagination, and put you in that frame of mind to say, I want to go see the movie. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the episode nine teaser is really just about giving fans a taste of it because they know they want to see it. Let's just get a little bit of, We'll get a little bit of footage out there for them to see. So I think it's a different purpose.
0: I, I think, well, yeah. Who is this trailer intended for? And I have to say that given some of the controversy about episode eight, I think this movie is, or I'm sorry. I think this trailer is more about instilling confidence in the fan base again than trying to hit a new audience. I think it's very much about reassuring the fans that, there's good reason to be hopeful for this movie. Uh, I guess to answer my own question, I, I never really did that a few minutes ago. Episode eight for me contained some incredible moments and some really disappointing moments. So episode eight more so than any other star Wars movie really had the pendulum swinging both ways. Uh, extreme love and extreme hate simultaneously. Uh, I'm I'm optimistic for episode nine and I, uh, this is a movie I've got some spoilers for. And I think for me intentionally so, so that I can set my expectations as properly as I can going into it. And I'm not saying that I would recommend people do that, but really our enjoyment of any movie is based on the, the performance minus the expectations, whatever left over that's our enjoyment of the movie. If the performance is so, so, but our expectations were really high, then you're in the negative. If our expectations were mediocre, but the performance was really high, then you're in the positive. And I think that that really, that equation, uh, you know, enjoyment equals performance minus expectations. I think that that's really critical.
2: And you never I think said that that's about where, math for this show.
0: Well, too bad. About it's, math. it's one little equation. It, it's, Something plus something, or something minus something. It's very easy, Tim. I'll, I'll get some crayons and 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 we'll uh, we'll we'll map it out for people.
2: All right, it'll be okay. okay. Thank you.
0: But I think that really our enjoyment of films are directly tied to our expectations, and that's where trailers come in. Trailers set our expectations, and the studios are hoping those expectations are set really high. But I think that we are hoping those expectations reflect the final product. And so that's where things get kind of tricky. Let, let's talk about the actual content of the trailer. I said we weren't going to do like a frame-by-frame frame breakdown or anything, but this is more of a teaser as opposed to a trailer. In other words, it doesn't really explain anything about the story. It's more so a taste. It, it's a montage of images to whet our appetite for something more. And we know there will be more trailers of the two minutes. The first minute of this trailer is really Ray in a desert with a tie interceptor flying toward her and her leaping up into the air over the top of the tie interceptor. And we don't really know anything about what's going on uh, after that point running through the rest of the trailer. And again, we've got a like a frame by frame breakdown analysis on the outer rim this week but we've got uh, a shot of a spaceship flying into a city in the mountains. We've got Kylo Ren and first order stormtroopers involved on some assault on people in a a wooded area. Kylo Ren's helmet being rebuilt, um some scenes with the other characters, uh Finn and Poe, BB8 and the new droid DO, Lando and Chewie on the Falcon. Uh A few more action scenes, some shots of Carrie Fisher as Leia, uh, which we now know is archival footage from um, The Last Jedi and probably some stuff left over from The Force Awakens. And uh, at the end, we have the remains of a Death Star. We presume it's a second one. And then uh, the Emperor laughing. So in a nutshell, that's a breakdown. We've got some throwbacks to the original trilogy here with Lando How'd you guys feel
2: about that? That's to me is the best scene of the entire teaser is Lando in the cockpit of the Falcon. Yeah. Especially with him smiling and laughing. Love it. That absolute best scene. That is very Lando. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people felt
0: about the teaser for the force awakens too, with Han and Chewie walking into the Falcon and saying Chewie, we're home. Yep. Yep. That that's a big powerful throwback. I'm gonna be honest for me nostalgic. It it was good. Like it wasn't it didn't have quite the same impact. But I I enjoyed that. I I guess I now I'm invested enough in Ray and her journey that to me that was the big draw of the film. The opening scene in this is what sold it for me. For me personally.
2: Yeah, and, I they, I agree and it was
1: with exciting, you, Eric. Yeah, Lou, you do. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you said, I'm more invested in new characters. I want to know where the story is with the new people. I mean, it's the nostalgia stuff is great. Did it need to be in the teaser? Absolutely, because it draws people in from the the old the old fans. Yeah, but in the movie itself, I'm like, okay, he's back on the, the Falcon. Okay, you know, <laughs> I'm right. not that excited about it.
0: I I guess there was more storytelling in the moment where Han walked into the Falcon with Chewie and said, Chewie were home. There's less storytelling in Lando flying the Falcon into mm. hyperspace. Like even if there was some context, like there's a battle, it's over a planet, something like that. This is just attack, such a right? generic shot. It doesn't yep. tell us much. So I guess for me, that's, uh, that's maybe why it's, n- it's not hitting me. I, mm. Again, I'm happy to see it. I, I desperately want to see Lando in this movie, and I'm glad that we're getting him, but like the shot just didn't mm. hook me. Tim, it sounds like it was probably more impactful for you though.
2: Yeah, I mean it, and don't get me wrong, I was excited to see some of the new stuff. Um I mean, the certainly the opening scene was like one of those things that like it was interesting because it's it's a The scene is fast paced in terms of the action that you see where Ray is running, the ship is speeding that kind of stuff, but they unfolded it slowly. Yeah. So that's one of those things that, especially the first time seeing it, like you're so hyper focused on it and your heart rate starts going up because it's you're like, tense. yeah, you just yeah. You're built up in in that anticipation. And so I love that part of it. I, I loved seeing that. Um, and and so that was cool. Obviously, I'm very intrigued by what they're doing with this whole wreckage of the Death Star. I love seeing Lando. I loved, you know, the big payoff at the end was the Emperor's laugh. And I'm really intrigued about where that's going to take us with this movie. Um, it, it had some really cool stuff in it. I, I, You know, there's some sort of a desert skiff thing going on which i don't know what that's all about um it, it looks interesting and it's kind of one of those things that like it gives you a vibe of like um like an emphy's nest kind of thing from solo with like how these skiffs are True. designed um, but there's also kind of a Java's Palace sort of throwback yeah, to it as well. Yeah. So there's a sail barge Jasper. So, like, I like how they're merging these designs together. And, mm-hmm. you know, lots of credit to Doug Chang. Um, Folks who yeah. listen to me gush about him on, on Echo Base know that I'm a huge fan of his. And he's just an incredible visionary. And his ability to pull these designs together and look at these different influences is just awesome. So I'm very excited about that stuff as well. I mean, visually this whole teaser was incredible eye candy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now th- this one really does seem to be designed for the classic trilogy fans. I mean, we do get the scene at the beginning with Ray and the TIE Interceptor, And I have to say having a human against a vehicle, like that's something we don't see very often in Star Wars. And, and that's a, a very, a very interesting thing to lead the teaser with, but we do see Lando and Chewie in the Falcon. We do see the mm-hmm. throwback to the skiffs uh, from Jabba's palace. We do see the Death Star wreckage at the end. We do hear Emperor Palpatine. I mean, there's a lot of things in this that are directly tied to the classic trilogy which is interesting to me because that was something they tried to do with the force awakens. At that point, a lot of the star Wars fan community, not all of it, but uh, there was still a a good amount of it that was split between, (sighs) between classic fans, prequel fans, and a third group that doesn't often get mentioned. And that's the fans of the whole thing. Like there, it wasn't a divide (laughs) between two. It was a divide between three. There are people who are just like, no, it's all good. You mean
2: there's people that like everything?
0: Yeah. It's hard to believe these days, but,
2: but I think that the people, (laughs) well, the people who were the biggest haters
0: were the people who liked the originals and didn't like the prequels. And and this was something that. Abrams and Lucasfilm were very uh, aware of, and so they tried to hearken back to the classics. And instead, they got a new generation of haters that were saying, "Oh, you just right. remade a New Hope," which I still think that argument falls apart. There are a lot of throwbacks, but it's not just a retelling of the same film. Yeah, and this seems to still go back to that. Uh, Lou, you, you sounded like you were about to. Well,
1: I was going to say. I think we discussed it on on Echo Base recently i guess but you know it, and i think there's, there's actually four camps There's the one that likes everything and and you know i think i fall into that class cause i do like all the movies but yeah you've got the prequels you've got the original trilogy and you got the sequel trilogy and and there's the fans yeah. of each one of those and i think that i wasn't including the, the, the sequels yet the, because okay yeah, yeah it, i was referring the, to the back way the to sequels the... have been received i think is actually giving the people that like the prequels a step up because it's like oh those movies aren't so bad now because these movies are such crap they're saying you know right. it's like can't you just relax? You know, it's like that that's my whole thing about that. But um, well, it, I, I do, I do think it's funny that this has kind of given the prequels a resurgence, you know, um, more fuel for, Hey, these are now good movies again.
0: Well, it's, it's yeah. also interesting because I think it gave both the um, classic lover, prequel haters and the prequel lover, classic haters, a different perspective <laughs> on things too, because it's like, <sighs> I, I see some of the classic lovers, and I say in this, case, so it's hard to label these categories. So I'm I'm going to say yeah. the prequel haters. It gives them this perspective of them looking at the prequel lovers and saying, "I ah, see now, you know what we went through when our trilogy got stomped right. all over." Right, and then you've got some of the um, the people who grew up with the prequels uh having that same perspective but from the other point of view saying oh well there's there's nothing harkening back to the prequels and and it's all this new stuff and and where where's our respect and stuff and it's the same thing that happened coming into the prequels like this is a whole new generation where it's just it's history repeating itself all mm. this hatred and and rejection of the content is something that we've already seen. And now that other content is being more widely accepted and people are getting more used to it. And it's finding its place within the mythology very solidly, but now the sequels haven't, and it doesn't have the support of these, uh, um, this plethora of novels and expanded universe that the prequels had at the time. And, uh, you know, it took a while to kind of cement the prequels into its place in canon and in mythology. And now it's going to take a while for the sequels to get there.
1: Right. Everything matures with time. Everything. Right. Yeah. And
0: hopefully people will calm down and over time too. <laughs> now, I want, I want to say one thing real quick. This is just a rumor. We didn't really talk about a spoiler policy on this show. Uh, the policy in general is that we're not going to discuss spoilers And, uh, spoilers for older movies. I, what is our policy on movies? I think it's after it's been out on DVD for at least X number of months.
1: Yeah, that was six months, six months. I thought,
0: yeah. 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 So, you know, we're going to talk about stuff from the eighties as if everybody's seen it, but stuff from like, you know, we're not going to spoil captain Marvel, um, and if we're going to talk about something like Black Panther, we would give you spoiler warnings before we discuss it. So don't worry, mm. but it wouldn't stop us from discussing it. Something like Endgame, we're just not going to, period. Even with warnings, we're just, it's just not going to happen. Uh, upcoming projects, also, we are not going to give spoilers. Um, we will talk about promotional materials. I mean, hey, that's what a trailer is. That's what a teaser is. It's promotional mm-hmm. material. We'll be talking about movie posters as well and interviews in the media and such. But um, regarding the release of a full trailer for episode nine, there is a well-substantiated rumor. This is not a spoiler because it's not about the movie content. There is a rumor going around that San Diego Comic-Con at the episode nine panel there is where they will be debuting both the official movie poster as well as the first full trailer for episode nine. and. A less well-substantiated rumor, but it makes logical sense, is that will harken back to some references that will satisfy the prequel fans, not just the classic fans. Interesting. Which I'm happy about. I want to see the people who grew up with the prequels getting some references to their Star Wars as well, for lack of a better way to put it. I don't really... Feel it like ours and theirs,
1: but you know it feels like since the sequel trilogy came out, the prequel trilogy was kind of like almost like the redheaded stepchild. Let's not even talk about that. Yeah, and I think that's wrong. It should be talked about. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's definitely a like a generation of Star Wars fans who you know, particularly they're the ones who who either grew up with the prequels or that's when their fandom first kind of started and yeah, they've, they've kind of gotten been forgotten and ignored. And I'm glad that, you know, we hit the 20th anniversary of episode one. Yeah. With, with star Wars celebration. And I think that, um, that was great to kind of show episode one, some, some love and hopefully we're going to kind of see a little bit more of that for the prequels because while everything absolutely has its faults, there's a lot of really cool stuff that came out of the prequels. I mean, we, we got to see this evolution of Anakin Skywalker. We, we got to see what the galaxy was like before the empire. We, we got to see the political manipulation of good old Sheev Palpatine. And there's just so much, you know, we got to see the clone wars. I mean, something that was referenced that was practically a throwaway line in the first 20 minutes of a new hope and they built movies and entire animated series and books and comics and all sorts of stuff, all centered around the clone wars. I mean, they just fascinated us with that and that started with the prequels.
0: Yeah. I mean the world building alone in the prequel trilogy is absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad if the rumor is true, I'm glad that we will be getting content that harkens back to that. I think that's appropriate. And I really think that it's logical. Anyway, you want to bring everything full circle in this last movie.
2: All Jar Jar all the time. Exactly. Wait, what?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So let me ask you guys something and, and I'm not sure how close we are to the end of the episode here, but, um, In terms of teasers in general, teasers are kind of a, you know, a a, a early version of what we're going to see in the movie. And sometimes Mm -hmm. the stuff in the teaser doesn't even make it into the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, my unpopular opinion is that the whole cackling Palpatine at the end of this teaser is a red herring. I don't think he's going to be in the movie.
0: Okay. I have a response to that. A spoiler free response
1: yeah this is all (laughs) speculation yeah yeah yeah. based on knowledge this is it was in the teaser he was there at celebration i think that
0: so my understanding is that the people at lucasfilm from from what i'm hearing are very aware of the climate within the fan community especially regarding episode eight I think that there is no way that they would intentionally troll the fans and try to make them believe the movie will have something and then not have it. People will spend the whole movie looking for it. They'll walk out with it not being there and that will be all anybody will talk about. I think that they are, are too aware of the current climate in fandom to troll us like that. And I think that that one argument alone, in my personal Mm -hmm. opinion, is strong enough to say that, no, it's not just a red herring. I could come up with other reasons as well, but yeah, I I see your point. I don't think that Abrams is that stupid. And some people have said, well, the whole con thing in Star Trek, well, that was different. He was telling us something wasn't there. And then it was, that is substantially different from leading you to believe that, there is content that then isn't actually there. It's, it's a whole different type mm. of misdirection. And one is, I think more damaging than the other.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and I think you, you might be right on that. I just, I have, I just had this suspicion in my mind that just because we have his voice or even his laugh, it, that doesn't mean he's in the movie. It doesn't mean he's part of what we're talking about legend. We're talking about the end of an era. We're talking about all these things that started, 40 years ago, you know, is that really part of this?
0: Give me one example, because I know you're, you're very well-schooled, especially in modern movies, and, and you watch a lot of trailers as well. Give me one example you can think of of any movie trailer that has had a big tease, and there have been lots that have, but that yeah, has had a big I'm, tease at the end that then
1: was I'm not trying, in the movie. and yeah. was just a red herring. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, certainly I'm, not a tease
0: I'm, at this level. I mean, this is massive. This right. is a return you're of right. one of the most iconic villains in modern film.
2: Yeah. 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 I, I think that, um, no, I, I don't think that, that we're being trolled. Um, and, 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 I agree with you, Eric, that Lucasfilm is certainly aware of some of the divisiveness in, in the fandom. Mm hmm. But on the other hand, I know that this is a completely different discussion from, from the trailer, but on the other hand, I don't think that they care because they can still look at the box office numbers and say, hmm, oh gosh, oh no, there's a couple of people that didn't like it. Oh, that's too bad. So that's uh, a fair argument. Because the rest of the world did. They so are going to do again. what they want with the movie, but I
0: don't think that they are purposely going to fabricate something for the intention of trolling and misleading the fans i you're right. right they are going to do it? their own thing with the movie whether we like it or not absolutely
2: there's there's a lot of but, mechanisms for them to quote bring palpatine back yeah whatever yeah. that means i mean when uh you know you look at legends and we had clones of palpatine we've had uh i i believe it was in the clone wars series there was a uh like a, a digital upload of Palpatine into, into a droid. Uh, but I we've mean, we've had that there in, were, in
0: current canon too, Clone in some Warps. of the novels. Yeah.
2: yeah the aftermath yeah, series, right. he actually yep.
0: has droid servants
2: yeah. for that purpose. So, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of different things. Plus, you know, we can get into discussions about manipulations of the force, et cetera, et cetera. So I, there's all sorts of different things that, that could be possible. Yeah. Possession right. of
0: but, you know, inanimate doing... objects. I mean, that's something that we've seen with XR Kuhn in Legends. That's something we've seen mm-hmm. more recently in the comic books with canon.
1: Yeah. But, you know, doing those kind of things in a comic book setting or a book setting is completely different than doing it in a movie setting where it's a much it broader be. audience with less less, uh, how do you put that? I mean, fans without the same level of knowledge and same level yeah. of commitment. I mean, we yeah, right. fans are different than, than a star Wars book fan or a comp book fan because they're, yeah. they're not as schooled in everything that we're talking about here. Right. Right. So yeah, you, you have to assume less knowledge to do that. Have it done well is, is a real challenge. I think in my, my opinion,
0: you're right. And I think that's why there's not really been a very strong Singular speculation on this yet, because it, no matter what method you use, you then have to introduce that concept, mm-hmm. make it feasible and believable, and then actually execute that concept. So, I mean,
1: right? I'll believe it if we have Palpatine in the official trailer. Mm-hmm. In the teaser, I'm still on the, the fence of maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. If they have
0: Palpatine, will they show him in the official trailer? Should they show him in the official trailer?
1: You know, I mean, they've spoiled other things in trailers before. I mean. We've talked about the double-ended yeah, lightsaber quite a bit yeah, already. Yeah. And but, how that would have been you know, better safe for I the I just film. think that if they do this, I mean, it, it, you know, having his, his cackle in the teaser to me is no different than the voice talking about what's going on. You know, sure. Historically in throughout this teaser, having his voice or his cackle in the official trailer proper, that means something different to me.
2: Okay. Uh, But wasn't there a statement made after celebration that yes, in in fact um, in McDiarmid is in this movie. Oh, I haven't seen anything. I don't know. I maybe mean, if I missed I it, I could maybe. have sworn that there was wow. some statement. Now, of course, they didn't say how. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could be any I mean, this could be a a holovid that someone dug up somewhere. Yeah. That or is, Sith
0: Holocron.
2: Yeah. So it may not yeah. be a current embodiment of Palpatine. Um right. but I believe there was a statement made that yes, Ian McDermott is in fact in the film.
0: I don't recall whether there was or not. If any of our listeners know, uh, if you can cite it and tell us where to find it, let us know and and we'll bring that up next episode.
1: And and if he's in, in that form, I'd be, I should be very happy about that. If it's a holocron or an image or recording to me, that makes much more sense than having, some other way of bringing him back. I don't know. I'm, I'm still on the fence about the whole thing. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, you know, that's the sort of thing that uh, if you're not already familiar with some of our other Star Wars shows on the Random Chatter Network, we do have some shows where we would get into some speculation about that sort of thing. Uh, we have Echo Base, which is a Star Wars news podcast. We have The Outer Rim, which is a Star Wars discussion podcast. We will be launching another Star Wars podcast as we get closer to the Disney Plus streaming service becoming available. So keep an eye out for that or an ear, I should say. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we've, we've had whole discussions about the whole Palpatine issue, and uh, it, it's definitely going to be interesting going forward. There are so many different directions in which they could take it, and each one of those directions is in and of itself complex enough that it raises all kinds of new questions. So there's definitely a lot to discuss there. But as far as the teaser itself goes, normally here in in Trailer Breakdown, I think we are going to ask whether or not this trailer will have sold us on a particular film and then whether or not we would want to see it in the the theater, whether we would want to wait for something like Netflix, whether we would wait and uh, pick it up on DVD or iTunes when it comes out for digital purchase. So I think in this one, it's obvious all three of us are going to see this opening night. I mean, there's, there's no question there. Now Tim's shaking, or Lou's shaking his head and I guess, okay, so Tim and I are going to go see it. (laughs) Lou, yeah, we'll let you know how it is. Yeah, I'll wait a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so this does, uh, so let me phrase the question a little bit different way because this is a unique situation. And I think this is one of the reasons we wanted to get this out of the way in our inaugural episode of Trailer Breakdown. How does this make you feel compared to how you felt before the teaser was released? Does this make you feel more confident, less confident or no change at all going into episode nine? Tim, I'm going to start with you this time.
2: Uh, I'm absolutely more confident in, uh, in, in this movie. I, I just really didn't know what to expect at all going into it, given where we ended up with episode eight. And, um, I still don't know where this one is going, uh, which is, I think the great part about a teaser. It doesn't, a a good teaser doesn't tell us story. It doesn't give away story elements. Uh, it just simply gives us some, some cool flashes of audio and video Mm -hmm. that we can go with. And, and I am, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm even more excited about this. Which by Uh, the way is something that we didn't
0: mention. I think the the score for this trailer by John Williams is probably my favorite of any star Wars trailer ever. I love this piece of music.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's really fantastic. And, and, uh, I, I, believe this is, you know, Williams, um, uh, w- w- Williams final go with the franchise. And so I, I think it's, I think it's gonna be pretty epic. Uh, there is, by the way, a um, something in here from uh, someone who interviewed J.J., and it says they can 100% confirm that Palpatine will be in The Rise of Skywalker.
0: Okay. Can you tell us where that's from? Because I, I'm sure our listeners
2: will want to know. I trust um, you, but... I'm reading it from uh, express.co.uk. Okay. I,
1: I just found the same thing, Tim, on Forbes. It was um, James Dyer from Empire Magazine. So uh, he interviewed okay. J.J. It said in case any lingering ambiguity from the trailer and Ian McDermott's appearance on the panel, I can 100% confirm that Palpatine is back at Rise of Skywalker. Um, as I just asked JJ, he's thrilled and slightly incredulous that McDermott's appearance on said didn't leak. There you go. And
0: so it, I'm, and I'm thinking that, back, Kathleen Kennedy point. did reference something about they were always going to, quote,
1: bring him back. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. Yeah. Now, so we've got some still, some good. Still in my there. opinion, still, you know, is he flesh and blood palpatine or is it a we don't know, video yeah, or, he know could be that, that to me is my I, filming a flashback? Be, I'm hoping it's not him walking around on screen that has palpatine. I you know, I want it to be something else. Yeah, you've seen The Walking Dead, right, Lou? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yes>. Zombie <laughs> Palpatine. Yeah. Roll it again. All right. Lou, what do you think? Does this increase, decrease, or just have no change at all on your confidence level? I think level no
1: change it? at all. I mean, I, I I was excited about episode 9, you know, the the footage makes me excited mm-hmm. to see it. That it's it's you know, it's more real to me now, but I don't think it's changed my level of enthusiasm for going to see this. I still really want to see it. I really mm-hmm. wanted to see it before. Um if they didn't show me any footage, would I be less apt to see the movie? No. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
0: No, I mean obviously our enthusiasm level is already pretty high for this. So I will say that it probably makes me a little bit more confident mainly because I I saw some pretty brave things here. I liked the look aesthetically of the city in the mountains. I like the concept of uh, a human versus a vehicle. With the opening shot, but plus mm. just the way it was framed and and the tension that yeah. that first sixty seconds created, I was really impressed with that. and then other shots uh, between bringing Palpatine back and the Death star, they're making some brave choices and Regardless of some people's criticisms, I still have faith in Abrams. Yeah, I'm I'm a little on the fence with some of the Star Trek decisions he's made, but I've been following Abrams for a long time. And overall, his career has a pattern of success and things that I've really liked. So these brave choices for me, I think, makes me more interested and more curious. And therefore... I have a higher confidence level that the movie is going to have some substantially good content in it as opposed to just a bunch of throwbacks and kind of wading its way through the rest of the saga. So, but we would like to know what you out there think about it. As I said at the beginning of the show, you can email us at trailerbreakdown@randomchatter.com at randomchatter.com or TBD. At randomchatter.com. We'd like to know what you think. Does this, uh, again, Star Wars is a little bit unique, so we're going to phrase a question a little bit differently here in this first episode. But we know your enthusiasm is going to be high. Does it affect your confidence level in episode nine at all? So we would love to hear from you in that. Lou, Tim, anything else? Uh, any last comments before we sign off here? No? no. All right.
1: No, I think I'm good.
0: Well, a little bit of homework for people. You should check out the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. There have been two trailers. This is going to be the second of the two. Now, a warning, if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, the second teaser trailer does have some spoilers in it. And uh, fortunately, Tom Holland gives a little bit of a warning before that trailer. So if you're watching the one where he's speaking about uh, spoilers at the beginning of the trailer, that is the one we are referring to. And we will still try to keep our analysis uh, spoiler free. And uh, if not, if we have to give a warning, we'll do so. But don't worry too much about that. Check in next episode. We'll give you more information on how we're going to handle that coverage. And then also one more. I don't know, guys, should we should we do the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? I really want to talk about that one. That looks so bad. Yeah, I think so. It looks horrible. I can't wait to tear that apart. Might as well. Might as well. All right. And it's still topical too. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right. So that's it. Spider-Man far from home and Sonic the Hedgehog. Those are the two trailers for next week. Until then, uh, we don't really have uh, credits for the closing here, but don't forget to check us out on discord, randomchatter.com slash discord at Patreon, randomchatter.com slash Patreon. We also now have random chatter merchandise, So when you're at randomchatter.com, checking out our other podcast shows, click on community and then go to shop. And we've got some items up there already. I think we may be adding some more items soon. So that's another great way to help support the network. And we really appreciate the people who have already placed some orders. Let us know what you think of the products. Once you get them, we want to hear about that. And I think that's going to do it. For this, the first episode of Trailer Breakdown, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And we look forward to bringing you more exciting trailers soon, even the bad ones. Actually, those might be the most fun. All right, until next time, take care.